0: Welcome everyone to the latest podcast from Gas Pathways, a multimedia communications platform dedicated to innovation and technology in the natural gas industry. My name is Dale Lunan and I'm the America's editor for Natural Gas World and Gas Pathways. Joining me today is Roy Hartstein, founder and president of Responsible Energy Solutions in Houston. Roy and his team help oil and gas companies address investor concerns around ESG performance, particularly with how producers can benefit from pursuing certification of their output. And that will be the focus of our discussion today. Welcome, Roy.
1: Thank you, Dale. Appreciate the opportunity.
0: Uh, WPC in Houston, have you been attending?
1: No, I haven't attended this week. I know some folks that are there I attended a reception, but haven't actually been at the WPC
0: apparently a lot of the overseas people bowed out uh, because of the latest omicron panic so yeah, not anyway so uh let's start today with maybe just an explanation of of where you and responsible energy solutions fit into the natural gas certification process
1: all right well i started uh, responsible energy solutions in 2018 uh, prior to that i had worked with southwestern energy and while i was at southwestern we negotiated the first certified gas transaction uh, with new jersey resources and actually put a transaction in place that gained a premium mm-hmm. uh, i left southwestern and started responsible energy solutions because i thought other companies could do the same thing and benefit from environmental excellence and, and create a marketplace for certified gas i uh, started working with equitable origin who is one of the standards organizations that uh, does certify gas. They have a Mm -hmm. standard that's been in place since I think 2012, actually started in South America. They've done work in Canada and now in in North America. I also worked with the Rocky Mountain Institute and Systemic as they began to create the MIQ standard. MIQ is a methane focused standard uh, that is international. Both of these standards are independent standards agencies. They hold the standard but they don't assess against their standard. They they, uh, rely on independent organizations such as my own that do the assessment against those standards. And so Responsible Energy Solutions has become an approved assessor for both the Equal Origin and MIQ standards. Uh, What we do is we we are very familiar with those standards. Uh, My team does the evaluation of companies against that standard. So we look at each element in the case of the Equitable Origins, a very broad ESG standard, and we look at the 700 plus elements of the, the EO standard and evaluate companies to see how do they perform against that standard. Uh, with MIQ, MIQ is a much more focused methane only solution, and we are familiar with, uh, with that standard as well. And companies that wanna become certified under MIQ, we we do the same kind of an approach, just focused on their methane methane performance
0: i i i don't want you to characterize one as as being better than the other or i i guess the the two of them are different is it is it more beneficial for say a producer xyz to pursue both certifications
1: well you know, you know they're there are companies that have chosen to do both. Uh, some of the initial certifications that we did, companies did decide to pursue both certifications. So uh, the very first one that we completed was Northeast Natural Energy, and and they were pursuing both EO and MIQ. Now, they have completed the Equitable Origin certification and, and have done a press release showing that they've been approved as an Equitable Origin mm-hmm. certified. Uh, they're still wrapping up their MIQ certification, hopefully very soon. that'll also be in place so they decided to, to pursue both uh, similarly uh, eqt pursued both the eo and miq standards and so did uh, chesapeake in their haynesville shale operation now some other clients that we're working with that uh, are only looking at a single uh, certification so exxon Mobil, their exit xto assets in poker lake they decided mm-hmm. to pursue the miq certification so they're choosing to go with the, the single certification approach uh, focusing on methane emissions.
0: Is, is that largely because of the focus on methane uh, over the last uh, 18 months they get you know, you know you mentioned you mentioned methane at a group of NGOs and and boy things hit the fan. Um, is that it's that is that what's driving the attention to miQ is, is just strictly the methane angle?
1: Uh, yeah, methane it, is probably the most important issue. What I, what I hear from buyers and companies and, and investors that are interested in certification, you know, the first thing they're interested in is methane emissions to make sure that companies have good methane performance. Now, Equitable Origin has a component of methane emissions. That's one of the parts of the Equitable Origin standard, and they're doing an update of their standard and actually increasing their focus on methane emissions in their new updated standard. But eo also partners with miq so that uh, a joint certification of eo miq creates a single certificate mm-hmm. and so they work together to provide both the broad esg approach of echo origin and the methane focused highly intensive methane process of miq but methane yeah methane is the most important issue some companies and some buyers think uh, they really want to make sure methane is controlled and managed. Others are looking for the broader full ESG approach.
0: And and that broader ESG, does it look at all parts of, of the ESG spectrum? We're talking about <coughs> inclusion and governance and and everything else. And um, how how exactly are things like that measured? Do you use one of the one of the global uh, standards for ESG measurement when you when you look at a company's ESG performance?
1: It worked. The, uh, the equitable origin standard was, was written back, like I said, in 2012. It covered all of those areas even before some of these new, newer standards have become predominant like SASB, GRI. The elements that are covered in the EO standard are parallel to what's in those those other standards. So it does cover the full suite of environmental, social, and governance aspects. Mm-hmm. And we look at a company's written policies and procedures, what do they have in place in each of those areas, again, for many, many elements that are part of the, the EO standard. Uh, then we look at the company's actual performance. So we go out in the field and interview field people and talk to their operations teams and look on the ground at the assets themselves to see are things being done in accordance with what the company says or what their policies say they should be doing. So companies have to have both a policy in place to commit to what they're They should be doing and they have to have actions that back what they're doing and further documentation reports that show that they're actually doing the things that they've committed to do and so it's a a very robust approach to look at not only what does the company say but what do they actually do and how do we verify that uh, in the field then further the eo approach also includes stakeholder interviews And so we look at a broad range of external stakeholders and we do interviews with with those external stakeholders to get their opinion and their feedback on what the company does, both in the community, to the environment, in a regulatory perspective, uh, from a landowner perspective. So we look at all of the stakeholders uh, and interview individuals to see what is the company doing and how do they stack up to what they say they do.
0: You know, it sounds like you've been taking audit lessons from the IRS. <laughs> um, how how long would would the certification process take? Now I, I know it probably will vary depending on on how much of a company's production is being looked at. I think at ExxonMobil or Poker Lake is a is a relatively small component of their of their North American production, but uh, Eqt has had all of their gas certified how how long say would it would the EqT certification process take?
1: It, it took a number of months to do the combined certification so the the way a company approaches the EO standards say because the EO takes a bit longer it's a, a much more in-depth right uh, review because it includes both the environmental, social and mm-hmm. governance issues. so it's a broader perspective. A company that's interested would engage with Equal Origin initially and talk with EO, sign up for the EO standard. And they're given the complete standard to do a self-evaluation first. So the first step for a company is to begin the process by examining their own operations and scoring themselves to see how do they perform in their own mind against the standard. So that takes a company period of time it can take a month it can take several months uh, because it is so broad sometimes companies have to gather a lot of information get a lot of people engaged to go through that self assessment once they've completed the self-assessment then they engage with an independent assessor like responsible energy solutions and then we get involved and do a kickoff meeting have the company set up a data repository where they Put the documents that are responsive to the standard. And we start the process of actually looking at the documentation. Uh, from there, then that creates questions on our part. As we look at the documentation, we'll generally have questions for a company on filling the gaps, taking care of some mm-hmm. things that we, where we have questions. We do the interview process. Then that leads us to the field review. Field reviews generally take about a week Uh, we can cover with a team. I've got a team of six people. Four of us will generally go in the field for a larger assessment and we can cover 60 sites in in a week's time and get out and actually visit a number of well pads, operations, the full scale of operations that a company has in the certified asset. So end to end the process takes three to five months, depending on the size of the asset, depending on the, responsiveness the ability of the company to respond how well we can get stakeholders on the phone or into an interview process uh, and then the report writing and, and generation takes a little bit of time and then the final piece with the eo approach is we write a report submitted to eo they review the report have a few questions for us but then they submit our report to a third party peer assessor Someone who's familiar with the EO standard has done these kind of assessments before, and they do a thorough review of our report and give us feedback and have additional questions to make sure that the the process is complete. They audit the audit. They audit the audit, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a very thorough process. Uh, The MIQ, to do an MIQ alone, it's a bit shorter process. So an operation could be done in, say, 10 weeks end Mm -hmm. to end. So, a company engages similarly. They do self-assessment, prepare their documentation. We do the document review, field work, and then write the report. But it's more focused just methane, so it can be done a little, a little more
0: brief. Well, period. is is it is that because it it's something that is can be physically measured and physically looked at? You can you can look at their emissions profile. You can look at their field equipment for you know are they using bleed pneumatics? Are they electrifying their their, their pad sites, their plant sites, um, is that why it's so much quicker?
1: Uh, it's it's quicker mainly because it's more focused. Yeah. So it's you know it's a single element, but there's just as much work uh, in the intensity because we look at a company's internal design. How do they mm-hmm. design their facilities to create a low emissions facility, and how does that enter into their calculated methane intensity? Then we look at a company's policies and procedures. Do they have in place policies that will ensure that they're doing the right thing? And then we do the field review to make sure that they actually are communicating to their people in the field what they should be doing, and that's actually being done. Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, then it goes to a report. The report gets reviewed by MIQ. And we resolve any issues, make sure that the company's performance is what they say it should be, that the technology is in place the information is being gathered, and they're, they're validating that their performance is as good as they say it is.
0: Now, at the end of that process, what does a producer get? Does he get a, a nice little certificate he can hang on the wall of the CEO's office? Uh, um, what, they, they, what
1: They do, uh, but there's also an ongoing process. So both of these standards in, include not only the front-end assessment, but an ongoing commitment to continuing to improve and put things in place, and also a back end at the end of a year, a look back to make sure that things are, are continuing to be done and, and that they have met the certification. They get that certificate up front, saying that they've been reviewed, they've achieved certified status. Uh, then there's the follow up at the end to confirm. But there's also, and this is a newly developing marketplace for certified gas. So there's also the development of the market. And so a company that becomes certified, they those certificates are entered into a registry. Mm-hmm. And MIQ has built their own registry. And so a company that becomes certified on MIQ, they have certificates on a registry. A certificate represents a volume of natural gas that's produced from a certified well. So when a buyer is interested in buying certified gas, they also enter that registry and the transaction is acknowledged and the certificates associated with the gas they purchase are transferred to the buyer and then retired from the producer,
0: retired from the registry. Yeah. Right. So there's a a full
1: process involved in acknowledging that a company is certified and that they're producing and, and delivering certified gas.
0: Now the MIQ registry—that's the Trustwell registry—is that correct? No, it's it so is MIQ Trustwell. Is, is separate.
1: The... Yeah, Trustwell is is a little bit different. Trustwell is owned by Project Canary. Ah, and, okay. Uh, Project Canary is a technology company that has a their own proprietary certification, uh, and that, so that's a whole separate uh,
0: process. Let's not get into that. Um, <laughs> it, now it's it's the it's the trading aspect that i was particularly interested in Mm -hmm. i that's the is that the platform that expansive has built with the etc's that i think they had a trade up here in canada uh that macquarie put together with uh, pacific cambrian for Mm -hmm. for some etc's on their on their gas now other other certified producers have entered into uh premium sales of, of certified gas directly with utilities. Does okay. that ETC or that certificate process apply it to those transactions as well or?
1: So this, Expansive has a registry similar to what MIQ is is creating. Uh, Expansive also, I think, has expressed an interest in doing transactions that would enter the MIQ platform. So, this is a, a growing and developing market, so we're in mm-hmm. the, the very early stages of developing the market. Expansive has done a few transactions. They Their transactions are based on the EO standard, EO mm-hmm. alone. Uh, when Seven Generations became certified in Canada under the EO standard, uh, they're transacting, transacting with Energier mm-hmm. in, in eastern Canada. And Expansive, I think, hosted some of the certificates for the uh, Seven Generations. Certified gas, mm-hmm. and so expansive is also pursuing this as a marketplace to to build the marketplace uh, for their their transactions. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are independent in some ways, competing, but also can be complementary platforms for engaging the marketplace for certified gas.
0: Now, are are buyers out there willing to pay a premium for certified gas, and um, how do they go about? a determining a premium and and b uh from the buyer's perspective expressing that uh environmental responsibility to the rest of the world they just say we bought responsible gas and i mean anybody can say that
1: well and again it's it's a, a a very new process new marketplace Mm-hmm. And so I, I have heard that there have been a few transactions, I was engaged in one transaction where there was a premium associated with the, uh, the process. That was a, a buyer and seller transaction, that, uh, a negotiated contract between the two, confirmed as certified uh, under a standard and confirmed by the producer that the gas was being delivered from certified wells. Uh, so that was a, an independent transaction. The platform and what's now being created and developed is a more robust marketplace to register certificates under MIQ or EO or on the expansive platform or on the MIQ platform. So those certificates become tradable. Tradable cert- associated with specifically the responsibly produced gas and then retired when the buyer buys them. Is there a premium? There are companies that are interested in certified gas and don't want to pay a premium. There are companies that are interested and willing to pay a premium. Generally, they're expressing their interest in the form of an RFP. So they'll go to market and request that a company be certified under a specific standard or under a range of standards. Mm -hmm. Uh, And companies that then have gas that's certified under those standards can respond to that. Uh, Up to now, I think there's been more interest in attributes because the you, the North American market for certified gas has been growing as the EO uh, companies under the EO standard are becoming certified. Northeast Natural was the first. There's a couple more right behind Northeast Natural that will be um, making announcements between now and the end of the year as theirs become certified and those certificates become available. So I think the marketplace will grow and develop and we'll we'll see what the appetite is uh, for the certified gas as gas becomes available the under the eo standard by the end of the year there will probably be about six bcf a day of gas available mm-hmm. uh similar volume maybe a little more on the miq by the end of the year uh, the miq recently announced that uh, bhp or let's see, bg uh, bp sorry uh bp on some <laughs> oh, of the right. assets yeah some of the assets they recently purchased in the, in the Hainesville Shale, they're operating under BPX in the Hainesville Shale, recently became certified under the MIQ standard. And so that gas is now will be uh, entering the marketplace in the MIQ platform. Um, there are a number of others that will be making announcements between now and the end of the year. Uh, that their gas is also available. So, you know, having certificates in the marketplace will begin to establish what is the market.
0: mm mm-hmm. We're so we're looking at about right now or by the end of this year, early into into 2022, about something a little under 10% of North American production being certified. Uh, Is there any interest in certification from the global gas community?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, I think interest in environmental performance is what has launched the interest in certified gas in north america Uh, the europe is pursuing issues of methane emissions uh, and has begun to put things in place to uh, recognize that imports into the european union need to to have environmental attributes that are responsive to their their future for climate concern Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's driving uh, the natural gas market to be responsive to that, certified gas is a way to do that.
0: What about in in uh, now? I I don't want to s- uh, say anything negative about Australia, but they've got some fairly carbon-intensive LNG projects that use uh, coal bed coal bed methane. Um, you know, upwards of of three times the carbon intensity of of say an LNG Canada project. Are are they are they interested in in I, I guess particularly the MIQ platform because it does focus on methane, or are they just too far above what MIQ would be considered would would consider as as responsibly produced natural gas from a carbon intensity perspective?
1: I would tell you that my experience in working with the Australians goes back a ways to uh when i was part of the uh, international gas union uh, and we had australian participation in the igu sustainability committee Mm -hmm. where we focused on methane emissions we had a committee uh, that i chaired that was a methane emissions committee uh, sustainability in in oil and gas and the australians participated they were very interested in what the world was doing and what needed to be done on methane emissions so uh, they they're interested I don't know the methane intensity. You know, Every country has their own way of reporting and mm-hmm. accumulating methane intensity and, and GHG intensity. Uh, can, the Australian approach parallels North America's approach in similar ways of calculating intensity. And uh, I know they're interested. I don't know what the current status is related to MIQ as a standard for their approach. Uh, uh, and I don't know the exact methane intensities of the particular producers in uh, in Australia to be able to, you know, say what that would look like.
0: That was just something that popped into my head as as being wondering what they would uh, where they would fit into it. Um, okay, so that we've looked at the at the buyer side of it. What's in it for producers? Is it simply the fact that it uh, an environmental sustainability? Uh, uh is is this sustainability driving the interest in in certification uh, they won't exist or they won't be able to exist without proving that they can be sustainable now, Dale,
1: that's, that's one of the questions is you know will esg performance and environmental performance become a ticket to play you know will it be a requirement that if you're going to be a producer of oil and gas in the future? Will you have to meet certain attributes and what will those attributes be? So we don't know where that's gonna go. What I do know is that investors are encouraging companies to do the right thing uh, and are interested in their performance. So there's some investor interest in certification. Uh, Insurers are interested in certification. They find that companies that are pursuing certification or doing have positive ESG attributes uh, have a lower risk and maybe a better approach in the, to understanding the risk profile of companies that they're covering. Uh, companies are learning that this approach, particularly an audited approach, gives them information about their operations that help their risk management strategy. Uh, and then there's the potential for premium. And so there's a lot of different elements from the investor to the insurer to the operational excellence approach uh, do premium gas sales that draw revenue for a company and, and help pay for the things that they do to make sure that they're doing the right thing and uh, creating a positive reputation for their company. Hmm.
0: That sounds like about as good a conclusion as, as we could have hoped for. Do you have any other closing remarks on uh, the future path of certified gas?
1: I think we're in the early stages. Last year was uh, the, the first shot and a lot of companies began to pursue certification. So I think we're in the early stages of the market and I think it's a, an issue that's not going to go away. Uh, it is one that's important and companies are responding. I think the, the excellent companies are stepping out first. Uh, others have reserved and waited to see you know, what will happen. I, I expect the market to grow and I expect it to be a, a robust 2022 uh, in the arena, cert- certified gas and the market for certification.
0: Great. Thanks very much, uh, Roy. appreciate uh, you taking the time this morning. Uh, that brings us to the end of this uh, edition of Gas Pathways podcast. Uh, the natural gas world platform dedicated to innovation and technology in the gas industry. Thanks for taking some time to tune in today, and please join us next time on Gas Pathways.